had a website, but it wasn't, it was just, it was almost like a vanity project back then. Now it is like an entrance fee to have a business. Good. Hey, I wanted to let you know that the Google guarantee, the Google ads, man, I'm getting 12 to 16 calls a week. My goal is at least do 10 to 15 more years, grow it up, sell it for 40, 50 million, maybe more. Today is February 6, 2023, and my guest is Joshua Binkley. Joshua is the owner and operator of OKC Onsite Detailing, a leading onsite auto detailing company in Oklahoma. In addition to a strong Google presence, the company has more than 2,500 followers on Facebook, one of the largest followings I've ever seen for an auto detailer. Joshua, thanks so much for coming on the show. Welcome to Titan Talks. What's up, man? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. To kick things off, I want to start with an origin story. Maybe you could tell me about how you got started as an auto detailer. Go back to the early days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm excited to fire away with this one. So I've always been an auto enthusiast. Um, always enjoyed being around cars as a young age, being in the street scene. Um, even, uh, ended up getting in some trouble at a young age, stealing automobiles, uh, got out in 2016 and, uh, started, uh, doing auto detailing. It's really all I had known. So, uh, whenever I got out decided to go back to that and, uh, that kind of cultivated more into, uh, wanting to learn more about the trade, uh, ended up going to wholesaling, uh, started working with national onsite detailing companies and different different uh, companies around OKC area for uh, doing, uh, you know, large scale um, automobiles, about 25, 30 cars a day type deal. Mm. And um, we uh, ended up doing that for a few years. And then I, I actually took a job out to Puerto Rico doing power restoration and disaster relief, completely unrelated. Um, however, after that, tenure was over after about two years I came back to Oklahoma City and started OKC on-site detailing um, with all the money that I had left and uh, just went head first into it uh, all in mentality uh, couldn't quit and uh, we're here now tell me about what the training was like uh, what, what, what was necessary in order to become a professional Man, so uh, really, I'd say what, what made me a professional was starting my own business. It really made me go that much more uh, in-depth, uh, learning more about training and processes and wanting to learn more about it. Wholesale and, and working for dealerships was just getting a job done quick and you know getting them out the door. Yep. Um, so it was a completely different field than the professional detailing market that I'm in now. Um, but it definitely led the way to where I am now as well, as far as processes. Um, taught me a lot about the ins and outs of operating a business, being a manager for um, different companies. And uh, so got a lot of good managerial experience doing that. But uh, the passion definitely came um, after that, whenever I started my own business. What would you say was the biggest challenge in the early days? Uh, getting customers consistently, I'd say, was definitely uh, the most difficult part, uh, as anybody has experienced. Um, 
I've actually met people that have used, you know, SEO and, and uh, using different agencies that boosted them and got them, you know, uh, money in the door consistently, even being a, a new business. So um, definitely not impossible to do. However, I just did different means of advertising out the beginning. What did you do? I was really big into, um, you know, going into businesses, introducing myself with different brochures and business cards, um, handing them out, uh, introducing the company. And I got a really good feedback from that, um, whether it was a day later or six months later, or a year later, um, lots of returns from those seeds planted. Was there anything online that you did in the early days or was it, was it just by foot walking around town and, and telling people about what you were doing? So I got a little bit of exposure through Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff like that. I actually didn't get a Google page until about a year and a half after I started my business. So oh. definitely hindered myself there. But um, yeah, uh, as the online presence got more with uh, Instagram and Facebook and posting pictures on there and whatnot, um, it definitely led to quite a bit of revenue from our company. Are you able to share just how steep the, the the climb was as you got online as you set up that google presence if you could put it into numbers what what did it do for your your business in terms of traffic and and leads and customers i'd say with any of those investments um you get an instant return within that week uh usually over a hundred percent of it but um yeah uh, it's definitely important to to have those kinds of things going. Definitely hindered myself a lot with that at the beginning. My company, the first year, actually took a loss. I spent more on it than it made. Oh. Um, but every single year after uh, to date has consistently had better numbers every single month, every single year for three years straight. So it's uh, definitely been a process. Well, congratulations on the perseverance. I, I, I'm not sure there are many who would stick it out after a first year in the red. What sorts of things were you thinking as you know you were plowing more into the business than you were getting back? What, what um, drove you to keep going? Uh, you know, I just had a no quit mentality on it. I made a decision to do something and I wanted to see it through. Um, win, lose, or draw. And uh, really, I, I, you know, have friends in the industry, and I see other detailers and in, in Oklahoma City and online that you know I would learn from. And I understood that I was missing key policies and principles in my business that should have been uh, done a long time ago. But that's uh, you know how a lot of detailers learn. Um, they're they're not necessarily businessmen. They're they're car detailers, so it, uh, they kind of got that going against them uh, initially because you really have to try hard. It's not something that you just, you got. So um, I'd prefer being out there detailing cars than, you know, being staring at my phone, uh, playing on the computer, uh, doing paperwork type stuff. That's not what I did this for, you know. Uh, that's not why I started this business. I did it because I have a passion working on automobiles and delivering a, a very a premier product. So, uh, yeah. 
Along those lines, who or or maybe what would you say has been the biggest influence on your work? Is it other auto detailers? Um, is it you know other auto detailers in Oklahoma? Is it influencers on YouTube? Is it business people that you've learned to admire um, in in recent years as as you've taken more of a managerial role? What who who do you look to for advice and wisdom? You know. It's a two-part deal. I, uh, you know, I'd say there's a healthy part of competition uh, mm. among myself and others, and then there's a uh, equal, if not more, parts of just um, wanting to perfect my craft and anything that I do, uh, do it well, and uh, learn all the ins and outs about it. So, uh, definitely a, a mixed deal there. Nice. Now we've we've heard a lot about uh, the business in the early days. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should move to business today. Tell me a bit about how it's going. Um, employees working for you, jobs on the schedule. Um, you know what what the next three to six months looks like. Absolutely, yeah. So you know, and, and initially starting out, it was just me by myself, and then. I grew and, and uh, you know, would start hiring employees, but it was difficult to keep them hired full time with uh, being mobile detailer. Um, it definitely makes it much more difficult uh, holding someone all year around. And uh, this year, I've actually, last year I held uh, one full time employee all the way year round. And then I currently have uh, two full time employees working for me right now. Um, still keeping them fed, uh, working all year round. We actually just got this shop uh, back in July uh, for that reason, just because here in Oklahoma, I mean, you do the math, you, you'll end up losing more money uh, from not being able to work due to snow or rain or whatever else is going on in this inclement weather we have here um, to not have a, a roof over our heads. So you know, doing the math on that, we, we decided to pull the trigger on that this year. But um, yeah, I got two full time. Um, I do have plans for another employee soon to be here full time at the shop. Um, that way, uh, we can have a, a face and a presence here uh, five, six days a week. And uh, yeah, so definitely more plans of that, but not really looking to do a whole lot of more um, training. I'm, I'm looking for some guys with some knowledge for paint correction and ceramic coatings and, and stuff like that um, to actually uh, start producing for the company. It takes too long to, to train guys up and then they, uh, you know, they, you know, there's no guarantee that they're going to stick around for more than six months, a year, two years, you know, it takes six months a year to train somebody. So it's a, a difficult dynamic there, but um, looking forward to getting another team member that fits our culture here and, and uh, is just the right fit. Digging in a bit to your decision to, to open up the shop. Um, what was business like before the shop? Were you a mobile detailer? Uh, uh, how have things changed since you uh had that 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 solid presence yeah man so we have been uh since uh, april of 2019 fully mobile we come to them with our own spot free water and electricity and everything we need um so that had been going on for about three years and uh we just knew it was time 
to uh, with the amount of uh, traffic that we have and presence in Oklahoma City that it was time to go ahead and stretch our legs into something a little bit bigger and uh, just really help the company grow. You have to put things in place uh, in order for the company to grow. And a mobile detailing company can only grow so much. Um, you know, there's guys here in Oklahoma doing, you know, eight, 10 vans running around and uh, they do run the best SEOs and the, you know, the, they run the number one spots and, and uh, stuff like that. And we don't really compete with them. We're more quality over quantity. So we're definitely going for a different market, um, not just your average uh, detailer. We understand that there's only so many people we can put on our books. So we want to ensure that they're the clients that we want to work with, that we enjoy working with and cultivating relationships with. So our targeting now for um, consumers is uh, very different than it was at the beginning of our company. So really for the main, the main yep. what, what's up? <laughs> I was going to say, how, how many cars uh, would you say you're able to do a day now that you're on site? Um, you know, it just depends uh, what the service is. It can range from a fleet of 10 or 15 vans in a day to, um, you know, three or four uh, vehicles or maybe a couple of coatings in a day. Sometimes we'll work on one vehicle all day. It just, uh, just depends on what that project is for the week. Thinking about metrics for the business, what do you keep track of? So uh, I do have a CPA and uh, an accountant. They uh, take care of everything as far as uh, delivering me those those numbers at the end of the month, and um, you know, kind of checking our progress. Really, we're just we're just hungry and killing it. So it's fun watching those numbers just always exceed what we did the year previous, and. Um, you know, in, in terms of the, the numbers we track, uh, I, I don't really do uh, too much as far as like what service we sell the most. I, I know what service we want to sell the most, and that's what we try to, to push the most. But um, which one is yeah. that, Joshua? Uh, we do, we specialize in ceramic coatings and paint corrections. So that's what we enjoy doing here, whether it's boats, RVs, planes, uh, automobiles, motorcycles, we love it all. Yeah. So let's talk about new customers. Um, your Facebook is is absolutely popping off. Two and a half thousand followers. Google presence is not far behind. Um, and now you have a website. How do you get most of your 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 newest leads? You know, they kind of with all the seeds we've planted over the years of all the different ways to get leads. Um, you know, we probably have over a dozen different ways of how we receive new customers and, um, you know, referrals and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's very important to get those automated deals in that continue to uh, push you leads. We work with different ceramic coating companies that, um, give us generate and give us leads um, for those um, you, you guys your your company helps with that as well um, just allowing us to have a presence online um, you know our our customers and the feedback we get on there kind of helps us rank um, even though we don't really run a lot of money on um, uh, SEO and stuff like that but um, yeah 
you've been um, a supporter of Top Line Pro since the earliest days. I, I think you said you've been you've had a website for for over a year with us. Is that right? Yeah. Um, tell us about why you decided to go with Top Line Pro. I'm sure there were dozens of uh, uh, website providers calling you up saying, you know, we'll, we'll make you a website. We'll, we'll help you with SEO. We'll help you get discovered, trusted, and booked. What, what, what was the clincher with Top Line Pro? Why'd you choose to go with us? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. The, uh, it's all about the personability. I think, uh, Nick was really easy to work with. Um, whenever you're a good salesman and, and you got all your ducks in a row and you're organized and, and you know what you're selling, um, it makes it that much easier to grab the attention of other professionals that do that same thing all day, every day to their customers. So I enjoy working with the best and um, my customers enjoy our service because we're the best. So kind of just all revolves around um, enjoying the people that I work with. Zooming out and, 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 Looking, looking into the future, um, what does your business look like in 10 years? What are your goals? Yeah, hopefully mailbox money one day. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll sell it for a million dollars. I don't know what's going to happen 10 years down the road. Uh, you know, there's definitely going to be uh, appropriate measures to add growth along the way. Um, it's been a real fun journey over these past four years of owning my own business and then doing, you know, automotive industry work for, since I was a teenager. So, um, yeah, it, I've always stuck around this kind of work. I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, I think, uh, owning my own business has given me a taste of, uh, you know, what it's like to work for myself and, uh, you know, putting processes in place that allow, you know, income, and uh, I don't think that detailing is where it ends. It's just where it began, but um, still have a huge passion for it. I really enjoy all the cool cars and the cool boats. And we're at a great location where we've got um, a wakeboard shop next door. And then we've got um, RV shops and boat dealers right across the way. It's the only facility like it in all of Oklahoma City. We're the only detail shop off Interstate I-35 going through the heart of Oklahoma City in all of Oklahoma City. So we've, we've got, you know, just such a great opportunity being right here um, for the future that, you know, we could make this turnkey and, and just uh, ready to go. And it, it will be a, uh, a huge opportunity uh, for myself or somebody else down the road. Thinking about yourself, what, what are your personal goals? Why, why are you doing this? What's, what's your motiv motivation behind uh, building a business, sticking it out through the bad years and um, yeah, coming through it to, to where you are today? Man, I've been through a lot of hard times in life and uh, there's been a lot of things that should have put me down and uh, they didn't. And now I just have a no quit mentality um, until the dirty end. Uh, I'm going to continue being the best version of myself I can be for my family, uh, for my employees that rely on me, who have children themselves and mortgages and everything else. There's, there's currently eight mouths that this company feeds. So it's a lot more than just myself now. But um, 
you know, as I grow and, uh, you know, want to, you know, make sure that my family is financially secure and uh, blessed and, and uh, you know, hardworking, uh, that's, that's my goal. And, and mainly just so that my cup um, is overflowing for others. I, I have to be a, uh, a valuable asset to others uh, for so long um, all I did was I was you know a bad person I stole I robbed um, you know I was not a good person so now uh, my way of correcting those years of wrongs is to consistently uh, overflow and, and give back as much as possible so uh, that's my why. I know we have a number of pros thinking about starting their own business, listening to this podcast, uh, you know, hearing about your story, what would you tell them? What words of advice or wisdom uh, would you offer to someone just starting out? You know, I uh, felt like giving up a whole lot in the beginning. I almost did several times, went back to a regular nine to five. And, uh, you know, it, it gets tough. A lot of people don't see the life of an entrepreneur where one week you make a couple thousand, a few thousand dollars, and next week you make zero dollars. And uh, there is a lot of financial freedom and, and freedom of, of uh, time. If you do it right, being your own entrepreneur, being your, uh, your own boss and, um, you know, owning your own business, it... Uh, <laughs> It really goes to a 24-hour job, 24-hour lifestyle of it. But um, I've, I've never been able to make the decisions financially that I have um, without operating my own business. And um, I never had the time to be able to, um, you know, leave and, and decide my own schedule whenever I want to travel and, and uh, take off and go see, uh, you know, family and whatnot. So it uh, definitely brings a, a lot of, freedom, but a lot of responsibility as, as well. And uh, that also keeps me driven and hungry, knowing that uh, a lot of people, they, they get a job and they do it for a few years and they just kind of check out and they just kind of give up on themselves. They're just going through the motions and owning your own business doesn't let you do that. You've got to uh, stay sharp and continue to make new goals consistently every week, every day. Um, in order to reach your your goals and your potential in business because what I imagined as just a uh, you know mobile detailing rig going around cleaning cars ended up being you know one of the nicest detail shops in Oklahoma City we got a brand new van all fitted out professionally it's um, you know fully wrapped it's (laughs) everything just looks great the the team the the company uh, everything and um, it's, it's important to, you know, um, goal set and uh, also find, find coaches, find people smarter than you uh, that, uh, you know, have better knowledge on, on subjects than you because it's just a quicker ticket to getting what you want, uh, even if you have to pay for it, even if it's a seminar, a training deal. Um, you know, just going and hanging out with your local detailer that's, you know, the, the best guy around the block. Uh, that's how you learn. And get better. What would you say has been your proudest moment as the owner of OKC on-site detailing? Man, definitely uh, this shop was a huge accomplishment. Uh, definitely getting a brick and mortar location has been fun. 
um, and a huge learning experience and uh, empowering as well. But, uh, you know, I would say having some, some great employees, great, great team behind me that uh, does great work because they love what they do. They love the environment, love the culture, love me. And, um, uh, man, uh, it, the company wouldn't be what it is without them and uh, without the mentality and the teamwork that we do here. So it's, uh, that, that's been a real proud moment to be able to lead and cultivate an environment where people enjoy coming to work and people can uh, gr continue to grow daily and, and uh, you know, be uh, encouraged to be their best version of themselves outside of work as well. Fantastic. Thank, thank you for sharing. Would you mind if we closed with a rapid fire round? Ooh, let's go. What was your first ever job? Man, probably my mom's car. <laughs> What's the biggest misconception about the auto detailing industry? Hmm. That you can't grow your company. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made and what did you learn as a result? Biggest mistake. Not caring enough. Hmm. What's the biggest mistake you see other auto detailers making or other pros in general? Not charging enough for their work. Do you have a horror story or perhaps uh, a job that you're most proud of? It could go either way. <laughs> oh, man, you know, I had this guy, I was in this neighborhood and uh, he, we were detailing another car and, and he pulls up and it's a very nice neighborhood. He's obviously a very wealthy guy and he gets out of this brand new Mercedes AMG and he comes over to us, says, hey, can you detail my car for, I, I, it's really an emergency. Um, but can you do it for, you know, just a couple hundred dollars? So I walk over and, and look inside the vehicle and there is vomit covering the dash, <laughs> covering inside the vents. It's all over everything. So there's none on him. It's just all over his car. And I look at him and I quoted him $900 and, and he didn't want to do it. So he drove off. I gave him some rags afterwards to, to wipe some stuff down, but it was, uh, he, he did not want to pay the price. He wanted it for $200 and that was it. So we couldn't, we couldn't accommodate that request. You got to charge what you're worth, huh? <laughs> it wasn't even worth it that to me. I was a, that was a mistake <laughs> even, my, even offering that. <laughs> even, yeah, even $900 was too low. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joshua, on that note, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great to meet you, and, and uh, we've really, really enjoyed having you on Titan Talks. Thanks so much. Cool, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys, too. Hope it helps somebody looking to further their detail adventure. <laughs>